Hello, this is Jake Watkins. I'm the Young Adults Pastor at Cross City Christian Church, and welcome to our podcast. I hope this talk inspires you and encourages you into anchoring the love and power of Jesus into your daily life. Enjoy the message. We've been in this series called Purpose. Uh, Some of you uh, have been here every single week. Some of you are just hopping in. Go back, catch up on it, because it's been an amazing series. But uh, tonight, we're going to be wrapping it up with essential number seven. We've been going through seven essentials that you need to really find your, your uh, purpose and your calling in life, uh, the, thing, uh, the, the things that are going to help you fulfill your God-given potential. So here we are. If you have uh, your Bibles or you're in the Bible app, the verse will be in there. We're in Matthew chapter 14, uh, verses 22 through 33. So read this with me. It says, Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, Jesus said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I'm going to give you essential number seven right off the rip, okay? We ain't playing no games. If you're taking notes, write it down here. Essential number seven, take risks. Take risks. Essential number seven to finding, pursuing, fulfilling your potential and your purpose in essential is taking risks. Turn to your neighbor, say take risks. That's a fun word to say, risks. Risks. If you just keep saying it, it just gets weirder. Risks. I don't know, it's cool. Uh, I think recently in the world around us, we've seen like a huge bump in investing Uh, Like, a lot of people are investing now. I mean, a lot of people will be considering themselves investors, right? And you've got people um, that are just left or right. You're like, yeah, I'm investing in this. Yeah, I'm investing in that. You're like, wow, you're an investor now. Here's the definition. Definition of an investor. It's a person or an organization that puts money into financial plans, property, et cetera, with the expectation of achieving a profit. I think now, you, like in this day and age, you can be an investor in pretty much almost anything. Like I was looking it up. Like you can literally invest in almost anything. Um, you've got investors of cryptocurrency. 
You got investors of like vintage clothing. <laughs> you got investor, investors of trading cards. You got in, investors of like vintage cars. Uh, you've got investors in uh, just startup companies, all sorts of things. But all of these investments always come with a thing that investors call risk. There's always risk involved with an investment. And, and, and when you invest, you take a risk. So maybe you uh, buy Dogecoin, right, when it's at like eight cents a share or eight cents a coin, and then it shoots up to like 75 cents a coin, 75 cents, and then all of a sudden you're a millionaire, right, depending on how much you put in. Or the opposite is true. It shoots up. You're like, I got to get in this. It's going to the moon. And then you buy a ton, and it tanks, right? And then all of a sudden, you are millions of dollars in debt. You know what I mean? Like, it, it can go any way. Uh, this is what uh, investors call the risk-reward ratio. It's called the risk-to-reward ratio. What is the risk-to-reward ratio? It's this. It says, the risk-reward ratio marks the perspective reward an investor can earn for every dollar they risk on an investment. Many investors use risk-reward ratios to compare the expected returns of an investment with the amount of risk they may undertake to earn these returns. Listen, you, you may not be an investor right now of money, okay? I know, college students, like broke, like you're living off Taco Bell and cup of noodles and your dreams, and that's the only thing getting you by, okay? You may not have money to invest in some cryptocurrency or the stock market. Everyone's out buying Tesla, and you're like, nah, I'm, I'm buying another bag of chips, and that's all I have for the week, all right? But, but you may not be an investor of money, <laughs> But each of us is an investor of time. Each of us is an investor of energy. Each of us invests ourselves into something. And it may be big or small. We may win or lose. But we take risks and we make choices that give us returns on investments. You following me? So here, there, like, like we, we take risks every day. There's everyday risks, okay? There's the everyday life risks, and then there's life-changing risks. There's life-changing choices that change the trajectory of where, your life and where you're headed, okay? So here, here's an example of an everyday risk. Maybe you're lactose intolerant, but man, that bowl of ice cream is looking good. You're like, I'm going to feel this in 20 minutes, but I am living life. I'm risking it all for that bowl of ice cream, right? That's an everyday risk, okay? But, but then there's bigger risks. Maybe the bigger risk is you deciding to uh, change colleges like halfway through a semester. Uh, maybe it's giving up a D1 school to go to a, a better school that fits you in like a D2. I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's a big risk. You, you don't know if you're going to see the return on that investment. It's a risk you got to take. Maybe uh, you, you're changing your major, okay? Maybe the risk you're taking is on uh, who you're going to date, who you're going to marry, and that's the risk that you got to think about and the choices that you got to make, and maybe it's your career path. These are all choices that involve a level of risk. All choices that involve a level of risk. And for some of you, some of you may have really hard time with risks, all right? You just, you do not like taking risks. Like, you are a safe person, okay? You're like, no, 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 no. If I have a chance to lose it, I'm not doing it. I'm holding on tightly. You're like, I'm good with where I am. I'm comfortable. I don't need to make no changes. Like, I'm good. I, I'm not a risky person. But listen, any good investor will tell you 
If there is no risk, there is no reward. If you never risk anything, there is no reward. Here's, here's what I believe. I believe that what keeps people from moving and operating in their purpose and calling the thing that keeps people living mediocre lives, what causes people to settle for less is a life filled of avoiding risks. I mean, if that's the life you want to live, then by all means, go for it. Never risk a single thing. But if you know that you are a unique person with a unique mission called to fulfilling God's purpose in your life, you got to take risks. Here's what I want you to know. God doesn't call you to live a life of comfort. He calls you to live a life of faith. God doesn't call you to live a life of comfort. He calls you to live a life of faith. In other times, sometimes faith is going to be risky. Sometimes faith is going to be risky. There will be times that you have to make a move that involves risk, a move that involves faith. Let's look at my boy Peter in the story that we just read together, right? He's with the other disciples. He's in a boat crossing a large body of water. And I'm going to give you a little background on what's going on because that was a long day for Peter. You ever have one of those days that just never seems to end? The longest day of your life, always something going on, just keeps going and going. You're like, when is it going to stop? That's a day Peter was having with the other disciples. Earlier that day, Jesus, yeah, at this point in time, his ministry is starting to get real famous. Like, people are starting to come to him. He's, he's been performing these miracles. He's been speaking these messages. I mean, his name is starting to get out there. People are coming from all over to see him. And in the midst of that, Jesus, he gets this news that his second cousin, John the Baptist, was just beheaded. And John the Baptist's followers had taken John's body it with them to bury it, and, and they sent news to, to Jesus, and Jesus gets this news, and he decides, man, I, I, need to, I need to take some time. I need the space right now. So Jesus, in a move to create some, some space so he so can be alone, so he can pray, so he can grieve, so he can mourn, decides he's going to take a boat, and he's going to cross the Sea of Galilee. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear Sea of Galilee, I always think of, like, an actual ocean. You know what I mean? Like, he's going from, like, New York to England. It's really not that far, okay? The Sea of Galilee uh, is actually called uh, the Lake of Tiberias. I think it's what it's called. And um, so it's like this huge lake that the Jordan River runs through. It's 64 square miles large. So that's pretty big. That's nearly the size of Washington, D.C. Like, it's a huge lake. It's the largest fresh lake in Israel. So Jesus, he's taking this boat across with his disciples. He wants to get some alone time. As he crosses the lake, it'll probably take him, depending on where the wind's blowing, okay, it'll take him a few hours to cross the lake. The people hear about it, and they literally walk around the lake to meet him on the other side. He's trying to get away from this large crowd of people, and when he shows up, it says there was a large crowd of people waiting for him. I mean, it's the worst possible thing that could happen, but Jesus, being Jesus, <laughs> he cares for this pe these people. He starts, he starts healing the sick. He's, 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 he's talking to them, and, and he has compassion for them, and, and imagine as the day is waning, 
I was just talking to all these people, and, and as, the, as, the, as the day is coming down, I mean, there's, there's starting to be thousands of people around him, thousands. And everyone's getting hungry. I mean, my first thought at any time of the day is, what am I eating? You know what I mean? And so people are starting to get hungry, and they're starting to think, what, what are we going to eat for dinner? And, and, and some people suggest, hey, why don't we just send everybody back to their villages? But Jesus is like, no, 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 we'll feed them. What do we got? And they bring like what, was it five loaves and two fish? And Jesus miraculously feeds 5,000 plus people. That's just men, 5,000 men, and then include the women and the children in there. He feeds that many, and then he has leftovers. Dude, this is a long day for him and his disciples. And finally, he sends this, he says, look, guys, I, take that boat Head back over to the other side. I, I'm, I'm going I'm to have the crowd go. I'm just, I just need to take some time for me. I need to take some time in prayer and pray to my heavenly father as, as, as Jesus is mourning this loss. And so the, the disciples, I'm sure they get in the boat and they're probably thinking, like, how is Jesus getting to the other side? But whatever, you know, it's fine. He'll probably walk around. And, and they start going into this, this, this boat and they're crossing the sea. But the, the difference is this time the wind's not at their back. It's not blowing them clear to the other side, okay? They're going against the wind, some choppy water. I mean, it's getting scary. It's a storm. And scholars believe, and in some translations in the Bible, it says that it was 3 a.m. Can you believe that? Can you believe your day going on that long? You just, you just want to get home and lay in your bed, right? You just want to put your head on something and go to sleep. And then you're in the middle. You can't even take a nap on the boat, dude. The waves are coming so hard, you're starting to freak out. You can't even, you're out there too far to turn back, but not far enough to get there. And the waves and the wind are crashing. And then imagine that you're struggling and you see some dude walking by your boat faster than you could paddle it. Can you imagine that? Like just some dude. It would freak me out. It freaked out the disciples. I mean, it would look like, I would think it's a ghost. It would be like an episode of Ghost Hunters on A&E, right? Like I would be like, you would never believe what I saw, you know? And like, but it's just like, that, that would freak me out. But Jesus says, hey, it's just me. <laughs> like didn't mean to freak you out, guys. Like Jesus is so chill about it. He's like, oh, no, no worries. Just me walking on water. No need to freak out. I would still be freaking out. And Peter, this is where I think Peter takes the biggest risk right here. Peter takes the biggest risk I've ever seen. In the middle of a storm on a lake, he climbs out of his boat and starts walking on water. Who in their right minds is there like, I'm going to get out, right? This is middle of the lake. Great place to hip, stop off of my boat. I'm just going to go for it. That's like, that's insane, right? And, and this is, that's what he does. He comes out of his boat. He starts walking towards Jesus. I want to tell you, God doesn't call you to live a life of comfort in a boat. He calls you to a life of faith in the water. God doesn't call you to a life of comfort in the boat. He calls you to a life of faith on the water. And there will be times where faith is risky. There will be times where you have to trust. You have to take that first step out of the boat. Here's the key, though. You want to know the key? You want to know the key? You have to take approved risks. You have to take approved risks. Uh, even better said, um, if you want to fill in the blank this way, you have to take God-approved risks. 
Here's why. I think uh, <laughs> recently there's been a lot of these uh, TikTokers um, opening up vintage packs of Pokemon. Like 1996. Anybody collect Pokemon when they were younger? Come on. There's got to be more than, oh my gosh, this is going to go over your heads. Okay, let me get down. Let me explain this. Okay. <laughs> They're pocket monsters and they live in little balls, okay? And you take them out and you battle them. That's the main concept, okay? It was huge in the late 90s, early 2000s, all right? Those people who were kids back then are now older and have money. So they are buying those things, all right? So they, like, these old vintage Pokemon cards are now like a Charizard. Okay, he's like a dragon. Red dragon, he breathes fire. Oh, gosh, this is terrible. I was really hoping more of you collected Pokemon cards. Listen, yeah, he's an orange dragon, breathes fire. His card, like recently, one of them sold for like $500,000. Another one of them this year sold for $300,000. And so people are on the hunt for like these old vintage Pokemon packs to open them up and try and find a Charizard and be rich, okay? And so these TikTokers are buying up all these vintage packs of Pokemon, and they're opening them up, and, like, they're getting nothing. The thing about opening up these old vintage packs is people are selling just the packs where you don't know what the heck is in them. They're selling those for tens of thousands of dollars. So you're risking tens of thousands of dollars for a chance to pull these $100,000 cards, okay? Then on top of that, they're only worth that much money if they're, like, in perfect condition. And the percentage of perfect Perfect condition cards are very, very low, even if, it's, even if it's from a new pack, okay? Because it could be misprinted or all these different things. So they're risking all this stuff. They've spent tens and thousands of dollars with no return whatsoever. And listen, they start losing all this massive amount of money. Why? Because they took the wrong risks. They took the wrong risks. They were investing in the wrong thing. Any investor will tell you, tell you that you can't just invest in anything. You need to be wise in where you invest. You need to be wise in where you invest or else you're going to lose it all. See, Peter, he risked drowning. Like, he risked that. Like, he stepped out of the boat and he could have easily drowned. Like, he risked it. He risked it all <laughs> because he took a God-approved risk. And he ended up walking on water. So how can you know when something is God-approved? Jake, I, I mean, I see all these opportunities around me. How do I know when something is God-approved? How do I know when I can step out of the boat safely? How do I know? You will know when God calls you to it. You will know when God calls you to it. Here's verse 27. It says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. I, I always thought this. I, I always thought that the other disciples didn't get out on the water because they didn't have enough faith. You ever hear that? I mean, some of you who grew up in church, you've maybe heard this story a lot of times, and, and pastors and preachers would say, oh, they didn't, the other disciples didn't get out on the water because they just didn't have enough faith. Peter, Peter had some faith, right? Even, it was little faith, but he had some faith. No, 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 I, I read this. <laughs> I might say something controversial. I, I think they didn't get out of the boat because they weren't called. 
I think they didn't get out of the boat because they weren't called. Jesus calls Peter to step out of the boat. And so here's what I, I want you to take away. Every decision you make should come down to the question of, is God calling me to it? Every decision you make in your life should come down to one question, is God calling me to it? If God isn't calling you to it, don't step towards it. That's going to be the biggest thing that trips you up. We run into trouble when we step out of the boat and Jesus isn't calling us and we find ourselves neck deep in troubling waters, okay? You following me? So when you're coming to a choice, when you're contemplating a risk you need to take, you have to ask yourself, have I felt the Holy Spirit's leading? Have I felt God's calling? Here's some ways you can determine when God is calling you to something. Here's some ways. Here's one. When a prayer is answered. When a prayer is answered. Notice in this story how Peter, before he gets out of the boat, he calls out to Jesus and he asks, if it's you, tell me to come. Y'all remember, like, the first time growing up, like, your parents left you home alone? Maybe you're like, it was last week. That was the first time they've trusted me. No, but, like, you remember, like, as a kid and, like, you're finally past the age of babysitting and your parents, like, leave home and your mom's like, maybe she's going to the grocery store. She's like, I'm going to the grocery store. And she's just so happy to be rid of you for the next hour and a half. You're like, it shouldn't take this long to get cheese. You know what I mean? But, like, like that first time, okay, and it's like you are so excited about it. Then all of a sudden you start getting a little nervous. Like, what, what happens if something goes wrong? Like, mommy's not here. Daddy's not here. And, 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 and then it's like the time goes by and you hear them coming home, but you, like, aren't sure if it's them. You know that time you're like, uh, mom? Mom? Is that you? Mom? She's like, it's me, sweetie. You know that feeling? Which is like that calling out for your, your parents? I, I, like, you need to call out to Jesus to see if it's him. When you come up to your problems, when you come up to the decisions and the choices and the risks involved in your life, man, you need to call out to your mama. You need to call out to Jesus, okay? You need to see if it's him. I'm serious. That's how you need to start looking at the decisions you make in your life, and you need to pray about them. I talk to people all the time, and they're like, hey, I need some advice on this. Can you help me with this? What do you think about this? And one of the first questions I ask is, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? And, man, I find myself asking that question of myself all the time. Have I I prayed about it? Because I believe there is power in prayer. When a door opens, when a door closes, When there's a fork in the road, when you have to decide what job to take, what house to buy, where to live, you have to ask, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. There is power in prayer. Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. And if not, I'm going to stay in this boat. Jesus, if it ain't you, I ain't moving. And when it comes to taking risks, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? The second thing I notice in this scripture is that Jesus leads you, he calls you, but he never pushes you. Jesus leads you, he calls you, but he never pushes you. You ever uh, 
like my mom was like a fan of puzzles growing up. We always had like a puzzle we were doing at some, uh, some point, like big puzzles, okay? I'm not talking about little kitty puzzles. I'm talking like the big puzzles. She had like thousand and thousand piece puzzles and she would like have them laid out on a board and then like we'd work on it and then she would like push it under the bed and like it would take like months to complete these things. I remember one of them was a penguin. It never got finished, but they, it was like, it was crazy. But the thing about putting a puzzle together is that you'll know when a piece fits. It just kind of slides right in. It's like really gentle. If it's the right piece, it'll just go right in there, right? It's going to match up with the rest of that scene. Sometimes, though, you get a piece, and you're like, this is it. This is the spot. I know it. And it looks like, it looks like it's the piece. And you're like, this is it. And you're trying to put it in, and it's not going in. And you're having to, like, jam it, right? And the edges are, like, coming up on the piece, and, like, it's kind of, like, folding in a weird way. And you're like, get in there. I know that's the piece. An hour later, you're like, that's not the piece. <laughs> uh, this is the piece right here. And you got to like pop it back out, right? Like that's what like a puzzle is. And, and listen, Jesus didn't come up to Peter and throw him out of the boat. He, he, Jesus didn't come up to Peter and have the disciples push him out, okay? He didn't try to jam Peter into the water like a, like a wrong puzzle piece, okay? He just didn't do that. Jesus called him out onto the water. When you feel pressured, pushed, or forced into something, it isn't God. When you feel pressured, pushed, or forced into something, it isn't God. You know how I know that? Jesus never pushes you to a place where he isn't. Jesus never pushes you to a place where he isn't. Jesus leads you because he's already in the place you need to be. Jesus doesn't push you because he's already ahead of you and he's calling you. The third thing I noticed in this scripture that I, I believe is, is heavily overlooked, all right? I think when people talk about the scripture, they talk nothing about this. The band's going to come up as we get ready to close. But I think this is it's super heavily overlooked. It's important to determining if something is God-approved risk. Listen. You need the right people in your boat. You need the right people in your boat. No one talks about this. Lydia Denworth, a science journalist, argues in her book that research suggests that friendships can help us find purpose and meaning. They can help us stay healthy and live longer. The intimacy, support, equality, and emotional bonds we have in our friendships are unique. Drake, just a few weeks ago, talked about a central number four, which was right relationships. And this is why it's important. There is importance in who you have in your boat. There's importance in who you have surround yourself. You need people that give you wisdom. You need other people around you that are going to support you, that listen to you, pray with you about the big things in life, and people that go through the storms with you. And even more so, you need people around you that will affirm God's calling on your life. You need people around you that are connected enough to Jesus, wise enough to see, and affirm the calling and purpose in your life. See, the other disciples didn't get out of the boat because they knew that they weren't called onto the water. Peter was. And because Peter was called, they didn't stop him. Do you ever think about that? 
They didn't, they didn't reach out and try to stop Peter. They didn't think, Peter, you're going to drown. Peter, you're being dumb. Peter, how could you, Peter, get back in the boat? They didn't try to grab his cloak as he was stepping out. No, they watched him walk to where Jesus was calling him. A good friend, the right relationships, the right mentors, they're going to know when to stop you, and they will know when to affirm you. The right people in your boat they're going to know when to encourage you to take that step. And they're going to know when to pull you back into the boats. So when you've prayed about it, when God is leading you to it, when God has approved it, when those around you have affirmed it, then it's time to take that step in faith. Then you can know that something is God approved. And here's what you can do. You can take the risks and have peace of mind. You can take the risks and have peace of mind. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Peter, when he walked out into the water, man, he was doing so good. He was doing so good. Step after step, right until he started to doubt. And then he started to sink. And so many times when we start taking risks, we start moving out of what is comfortable and we start moving into what is uncomfortable. But then when we're in the uncomfortability, we start seeing the waves and the winds. And we start doubting and we start sinking when our eyes come off Jesus. That was Peter's only mistake. That was Peter's mistake. When you take your eyes off of Jesus, that's the quickest way to find yourself sinking. I mean, he started weighing his risk. <laughs> he started to believe that the risk of drowning was greater than the miracle of walking. But you have to believe that if Jesus calls you to it, he will see you through it. I mean, you got to believe without a doubt that if Jesus calls you to it, he will see you through it. We did a whole series on Romans chapter 8. And one of my favorite verses in there is that God works all things out for the good of those who are called. Like, I want you to know. <laughs> I want you to know that you can take a step out of the boat in faith. That you, you can walk on the, the waters metaphorically in your life. I mean, you, you can do things that you didn't think you can do. You can take the risks and reap those rewards that God has for you. You're a unique person with a unique mission, and Jesus is calling you to a life of faith to fulfill your purpose. And I want you to know, even when you start doubting, even if you start sinking, even if you start taking on a little water and you start drowning, I want you to know that Jesus is going to lift you up. Through all the highs and the lows, Jesus is right there with his hand extended, it said immediately Jesus put out his hand and lifted Peter up. 
Man, I don't know if that's you today. I don't know if you need to be lifted up tonight. I don't know what you got going on. I don't know what choices you need to make. But I firmly believe that there is a God with you through every step of the way, through all the risks, through all the challenges, through all the choices. Let's pray. God, as we complete this series, Lord, I just thank you for the ability to have a relationship with you, God. God, the ability to read your word and pull out, of thing, pull out of it things that are relevant to our lives and to what we're going through. God, Jesus, even today you still relate to us, Lord. God, just thank you for the powerful, 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 powerful vision of Peter stepping out off that boat in faith, God, because you called him to it, Lord. I pray that we can live lives that are called. We can live lives of faith and not of fear, God. God, we lift this series up to you, God, this time. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning into AnchorCast. I pray that you take this word and that Jesus transforms your life in ways you never thought possible. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. And of course, follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to stay up to date with all of our events, meetings, and uploads. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you.